Why, hello there, friend. You are now tuning into an episode of Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. Our special guest today is Rich Lease, the director of Unscripted Casting at Netflix. We hope you enjoy and thank you so much for joining us today. You know what? That's amazing because it's almost like um, a high-end casting internship, right? With professionals and stuff. And I think you said something really pivotal that um, this show was created for, which is a lot of people don't know what these positions are, right? That is the idea that I had. Um, Guys, you're listening in. We are doing Conversations with Filmmakers podcast, and we have Rich over here from Unscripted Casting at Netflix. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening in, by the way. But Rich, you made an important thing right there is that these positions are not known. A lot of times when people go into movie theaters or are watching something, the first thing they're doing is leaving when the credits roll, mm-hmm. right? They're like, who are, you know, oh, a whole bunch of names going across screens, right? But those names are the people that have supported those projects, you know? Now, going back, because I know that you have mentioned the Temptation Island Gentlemen, did you have a mentor in this industry? So you're my mentor, by the way. You mm-hmm. can't retire yet. Um, <laughs> but did you have a mentor? Um, as you oh yeah, my my mine's easy. I mean, Mark Mark will always be my hero for opening the door and and getting yes. me in there. But my, but my mentor is Matt Kunitz. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt Matt created Wipeout. Uh, Matt was dubbed the the Godfather of reality TV by mm-hmm. by LA Times at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I worked with them from Fear Factor on. So wow, is Matt has always been my my mentor and who I looked up to. Um, I think reasons I looked up to him is is I saw how he he was he was the showrunner, he was the creator, he was the EP. How he was able to make decisions, make them quick, um, but also be be a be a part of it like really like he be a part of like knowing everything that's going on and 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 the way he handled himself with the network and how his relationships um the other thing is I I saw how Matt saw how Matt hired Matt you know Matt Matt put a lot of trust in people when he Mm -hmm. and if, if you were hired by Matt like he he really put a lot of trust in you it wasn't he wasn't micromanaging um it, it but he he corrected when need to like he he had a he could he could write the ship uh if, if he ever thought that things were going well the other huge thing that why matt is my mentor is matt had an incredible work-life balance like mm-hmm. and not like a like a oh i'm like in a family balance like i always I respected that. that matt was Matt was, he was show running, but he always put his family first. Like if there was something that, that, you know, if it was an important event or there was something and, you know, he, he would leave and he would go do those things. Um, and that's what I, I always tell, I try to always tell my team, like it's, it's family first, always like, that's how, that's how we'll always run. Those are the mm-hmm. people that will always be closest to you. The people that are going to need you in life. Mm-hmm. Our jobs, we're not curing cancer. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're here to entertain the world and that's what we want to do. Like we want to entertain the world. We want to make content that entertains the world, but our, our family still is going to be the one that we go home to. And, and 
that's where you know our relationships need to to, to be the strongest as well because that'll make Absolutely. us better at work and speaking of that how do you mentally and physically take care of yourself you know um when it comes to that work-life balance are there things that you do you know working out wise mentally to decompress when like say squid games has ended that recording and it was absolute chaos and you know another project is coming down the pipeline how does rich unplug for a little oh. bit just to get back centered again if you hey if you know tell me <laughs> <laughs> other than having a cocktail uh um no i mean I, I think too funny i think for for me it's 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 honestly it's it's still work but it's it's being a part of my kids lives of yeah. you know of um of taking my taking my son to baseball or, or coaching baseball and you know doing whatever it is like that for me while it is more work and i get stressed about that too i think i think that's um it's just a personality trait. Like it is, mm -hmm. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't go, I don't get massages. I don't, I don't, as much as I would love to golf every weekend. That would be my, that would be my thing, but I, I don't. Uh, Listen, if you guys are golfers out there, you own a place, give this man a free golf membership so he can be there every <laughs> Sunday morning. Even if I had it, I probably wouldn't be there. I'd still, I would still choose <laughs> to be, to, to be, you know, at the, at the baseball field, my at son. At the baseball field with yeah, your son, right? Yeah. Like so, uh, not to say that the opportunity hasn't come for me, for me to golf, but it's, uh, I, I, I try to like, I like to see, I like to see my kids happy. I like to see my wife happy. I like, like that stuff makes me happy. Um, so that's kind of where I do, but yes, would I like a massage? hundred percent. Would I like to go a million percent? <laughs> That'd be great. But, uh, but I also try to like, you know, for me, uh, running helps me like mm -hmm. that is my, that is my decompress. I don't do it enough. I used to do it a ton, but, uh, but that is like, that is my me time. Like that's, yeah. that's what I need to like clear my head. If I'm, if I ever have a ton of stuff going on, like I'll go for like a three to five mile run and that will help. It'll help clear out my mind. Yeah. Like that's how I do it. See, for me, it's road trips. I am a true driver. Like yeah. this weekend, my friend was doing a public speaking engagement in Charlotte and it was like two and a half hours away. I did a round trip. I got there at <laughs> 11 a.m., the event lasted till about eight and then I drove home and it was nothing for me, you know, because I just yeah. love being on the road. I tell people all the time for me, driving is like looking at the world from a panoramic view, right? You can fly and all that stuff, but you're not going to pay attention to the scenery, right? So yeah. you would be surprised how gorgeous this earth is. It's amazing. And that's what I say. It's like my little picture book to the world. And I love that. Yeah, I love it, man. Now a message from our sponsors. We are excited to bring you this world exclusive teaser from Bad Rabbit Pictures and Movie Pods. They are presenting Age of Prophecy, a sci-fi fantasy podcast done in the style of the radio dramas of yesteryear. Coming soon to all streaming platforms. Visit www.moviepods.com 
or www.thenukechronicle.com for all the release dates. You won't want to miss this one. Your myths were born from our history. Let's check it out. Life, a vile, messy sequence of events before we die. All designed for something beyond us. It has to be, or else what's the point? You don't know me, but I know you. I am responsible for your triumphs and miseries. Zira and Lilzor, and to truly understand your own story, you must know mine. Your myths were born from my history. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We have Rich from Unscripted um, Department at Netflix. You guys are joining us, Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. Now tell me real quick, what was, what is one of those shows that you wish you would have been a part of that you've watched? Like you mentioned, like you like to keep up with what's going on out there in the content. Is there anything that you're watching right now that you're like, oh, that was dope? Um, and I know I'm putting you on the spot. No, no, I no, have no, a million no. I and mean, one. There's, there's Mine a lot. is could... One Piece, by the way, the One Piece anime. I haven't seen the real time theatrical one, but I still watch the anime. I stream them all day oh then you're gonna love the scripted one as i didn't watch the anime and i'm watching scripted right now and i love it like i oh, didn't okay. think i didn't think it was my genre and i was oh, like, oh i, I love lo let me tell you one piece luffy is my guy he can yeah, yeah. he can go he could come to brooklyn with me anytime yeah. <laughs> I love you're gonna love the scripted then okay um uh Let's see, because I, I, I think when I when I first heard your question, and now it sounds like you're opening up to scripted. If I'm opening up to scripted, I, geez, I would love to have worked on like The Wire, like that would have been um, that would have been my show. Um, but oh yeah, in terms of like scripted, like I think if I could have been on one of those first seasons of Amazing Race, like that, that's it. That's something that changed the game. Like yes, there are there are shows that that like changed the game. I think recently that I've seen, um that i like is i like traders um mm. my friends at studio lambert make traders uh, i think that's i think that's a great show What's that one about uh traders is is kind of like uh somebody amongst us is a traitor and oh yeah <laughs> so it's what's more like one of those um alan, alan cummings is is the host uh for the nbc version but they also have a that bbc version but like yeah, my uh, my friend Aaron Tomasillo, who cast uh, the Circle, 
she yeah. leads up casting for traders um so i think that's i think that's a great show right now uh listen that's, that's and i think i think i think i i was fortunate enough to work on what i consider one of my dream shows which i think is squid game i think that's i think that is gonna have people like truly being like what is like this is amazing this um, is the game changer guys if you're listening to this squid games unscripted is coming out major competition 4.5 million dollars and it was 456 contestants going for it right with yeah. one winner that winner. could be possibly a game changer right there people love the the tv series even though it was tragic let me tell you one thing i was traumatized because we used to play those games where it's like turn around and freeze you know if somebody yep. looked at you like duck duck goose or something so yep. the tv series was crazy no i'm really excited about that and i do hope that that show is successful for you and I, have, I have one show that i like uh, that i remember that that i kind of kick myself for because uh -oh. i i did the pilot episodes for deal or no deal mm -hmm. remember that show got and i'm a lot of work and that show got picked up and i remember i was given the choice like hey would you do you want to um do you want to stay on the team like we, we'd love to, we, we'd love to keep having you have you keep casting and i remember at the time going like this show is so dumb like they're just oh my god they're just like like this it like it's never gonna last and i and uh, and i went on to do a music show uh called the one making a music star which is like uh one of the quickest canceled shows in ABC history. I know. What was it? One? Yeah. It one was like an episode. Yeah. It was like lasted yeah. an episode, I think. <laughs> and then Deal or No Deal went on to like Massive. 500 episodes. And oh my goodness. Oh my God. Yeah, man. But that, but that happens sometimes, right? Happens. Yeah. And, and let me ask you without you naming the name, what is one of those? I'll ask you the worst and the best project you worked on. You don't have to say the name, but let us know what made it the worst and then what made another show the best. If you even have that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sometimes I think it's. I mean, I, I, I know. I know specifically what it is. I won't say, <laughs> I won't say the name. Uh, you don't have to throw names out there. It's not the really environment. I think I think everything is a learning opportunity. I think those are, yeah. I think uh, the the shows that were tough or challenging, you can walk away from going like, okay, what I walked away from is being like, okay, I will never run my team like this, or I will not like I'm going to learn like this is a good example of like what not to do or what not to do. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I think I had I I had some um some instances where it was just, i just felt so micromanaged oh, um oh and 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 i am i am not like i am not a micromanager like i i kind of like i i try to let my team just do their thing I'll, I'll help come in when people need help or they need correction or they need they need maybe like in in matt's way you need, you need to write the ship you need to like you know just make sure that we stay on task and we stay focused and we and we stay doing our job and like not let it get to a place where it gets so bad. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, I, I definitely have had the over micromanage where it felt like you know I had somebody over my shoulder reading my emails as I typed them and I was like, Oh my god, this is not a good use of your time. 
I had somebody do that. Like they were like, they went and gave me a task, right? And I went and did the task. I called up the vendor. You know, the vendor was like, oh, no problem. Da, 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 da. I was sitting in front of their office. They literally called them back and was just like, oh, oh, I heard them say, oh, oh, yeah, no, I, I know that they called you. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just want to make sure, make sure what? You heard me call them. <laughs> and yeah. you hear the person on the phone like, I just spoke to Vonti. That's fine. Yeah. So yeah, guys, listen. Not a good We're gonna friend. make it definitive now. Please get rid of micromanagement. People are adults. I wouldn't even do that to kids coming out of college, high school, or whatever. Let people make the mistakes. We're not robots. Even though we have AI technology now, we are not robots. Um, <laughs> we are not gonna yeah. be automated as individual humans with individual brains. Now, an exciting message from our sponsors. When I decided to launch this podcast, I had the tools to find talent and market the show, but needed a skilled editor to bring it all to life. That's when I turned to Jacob Daly at redhawk.uk. His collaborative approach and swift revisions transformed my vision into reality. Redhawk.uk, your one-stop solution for creative content services. Reach out to them. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. What is a, a project that you absolutely love, you know? Um, I think every project comes with like, a, a, especially in, in production, like mm -hmm. we, we were fortunate enough to like see something come to like, see something come to fruition and feel like a goal is accomplished. Yeah. Like we work in something where, where goals were, 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 we go through like yeah we go through the trenches together and and we and, and we make something happen and and to, when production wraps or when the show makes it to air it feels like the goal has been accomplished yeah. you know compared to like i don't know if i was a banker and i just had to like go in every day and clock in at nine leave at five and you know like yeah there's there's i'm sure there's fulfillment in there in some places but for me i like like to to work on a goal together and, and ultimately like to see success. Like I like to see the people who are on our show succeed. Like that, that for me is success is, is seeing others flourish or seeing others, seeing the show do well, but seeing, you know, people come out on top and uh, I look, you know, I like, I like working with good kind people because I think sometimes, you know, you can work in a place where you, you you might not gel but like but when you can do that that's what's most fulfilling to me yeah when you can go through the trenches with them regardless and still churn out a great product yeah yeah and feel so proud my last question because i know you have to go you're a very busy person and i appreciate it guys you are listening in to rich least from netflix casting amazing guy um, this is Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. Last question, Rich. Yeah. When was that moment that you went or you felt that you went from aspiring to a professional in what you do? Everybody have their moment. I know what mine is. Uh, let's see. 
was it something that there's, someone there's a couple had? like there's there's like when i when i was grinding grinding uh mm-hmm. you know i i like I, I didn't grow up with any i didn't grow up with money really uh mm-hmm. and so i remember there was it sounds silly but i remember when i had a thousand dollars in my bank account and i was like i made it like <laughs> i fucking I, like i made it like exactly. <laughs> i remember i remember when i got my first like um like my first pay bump and uh <laughs> and i like and me and a whole bunch of friends like we went out and i was like don't worry guys i got this <laughs> i thought i was i thought it was hot shit and then the bill came and i've had i like it was way higher than i thought it was going to be and i paid it but i was like oh my god like i'm financially ruined uh, but... <laughs> you guys spent my whole thousand dollars you bastard yeah spent my whole thousand dollars <laughs> on one bottle of gray goose um, was it a moment like being around other filmmakers, you know, um, that you were just I, like, for, for okay. me, I think it was, the, I, 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 like, it was very early on. Like, I, I listen, I still don't feel like I made it like <laughs> a lot of the times, but I remember, I remember when I was on Sony lot and I was mm-hmm. like, and I got to go on the lot for the first time yeah. and we were filming on the same stage as Wheel of Fortune and, uh, and like seeing the production and how it all took place and like the the lights and the camera and like just being there as like a PA, like yeah, like running around the lot, driving around on a golf cart, seeing Adam Sandler <laughs> playing, seeing Adam Sandler playing basketball on the, yes! on, on the Sony lot, being oh able to God. go in the Sony store and there was a discount, like we, we could get it at like a 20% discount because we were on the lot, like that's that's a that's a moment where I was like, oh, like this is like this is Hollywood. Like this is yes. get it. And just so you know, Rich, I when I went to Sony, I moved to LA and I was driving around and I was like, I'm gonna get lost, but who cares? I had MapQuest. Yeah. I had MapQuest printouts when I moved to Hollywood. And Sony was the first lot that I ran into. Yeah. I got lost and it was the first lot. I didn't see any other Hollywood studio yet, right? And then a year later, I was working there. Yeah. And that's how I knew I had made it. That security was even letting me through the gates. <laughs> yep. yep. So that was an amazing time. I would say, like you mentioned, that was one of the, the big ones. And yes, you have made it. You've impacted a lot of lives, Rich, without you knowing it. You've probably mentored a dozen people. If you guys are listening and Rich has mentored you without even realizing it, hit this man up and let him know how important he was to shaping your career, just like Matt was for you. And also the gentleman, I keep saying Temptation Island because you said his name so quick. Mark Wal- Mark L. Wahlberg. Mark, Mark L. L. Mark Wahlberg. Mark. Not Marky Mark, like he said, Mark L. Wahlberg. So you got, <laughs> Will Rich, let us know, is there anything else you want the audience to know as far as breaking in this industry and, and you know, how they should handle themselves or anything like that? Um, because we're just going to wrap it up. I know you got to get yeah, back yeah. to work, man. No, you I know think, me I think, and you can talk forever, said, so. I think you've said so many, so many, like, impactful things and brought things back. I think, yeah. you know, uh, I've said it before. Uh, but when you when you come into something, you got to come in with the right attitude. Like yeah. nothing nothing is handed to you anywhere. And if somebody if you're starting out and somebody says take out the trash, don't say why. Say okay, and you're doing it. Like 
Yeah, that's it. Go get a cup of coffee. Okay. Like you, you're doing <laughs> it. Yeah. What, what people are looking for is just people that they want to work with, that they want to spend time with. That's a big, that's a big part of it. Like, who do I want? Who do I want to spend my day? We have long days some days. Mm -hmm. And, and when you're in production, it's a grind. And who do I want to, Who do I want to spend that time with? And who can I like, who, who can make things work? Like make Absolutely. it work. That's how you do it. You make it work. Mm -hmm. And uh, and when you put in that time, it it all becomes worth it if this is what is meant for you. Absolutely. Um, if you, you got, still are smiling at the end of the day, day after day, and happy to be around all of that, then you are definitely in the right industry, right? That's right. That's right. And be you. Don't be don't you. be don't try don't try to copy somebody else's journey. Always be you. You said it. Be you have to be a little fearless. Um. And you gotta, you gotta, you gotta bet on yourself. And guys, there's a difference between fearless and cockiness mm -hmm. and asshole. There is a difference, right? Being fearless oh, yeah. is like taking chances, wanting to work hard, and all of that. Cocky with a high ego, thinking you're better than people, that won't get you anywhere in this industry. It really wasn't. <laughs> you like, you can have an ego right. of positivity, but an ego of negativity and looking down on others that's going to burn you out real quick. <laughs> so I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. You have tuned in to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We have my mentor, Rich Least on today. You are the director of Unscripted Casting over at Netflix. You guys tune in when it drops for Squid Games that is coming out, the competition. And it is going to be wild. A lot of people, but Rich has already gave the disclaimer. Nobody got hurt. Nobody got killed. Yes. Nobody died. <laughs> nobody died. <laughs> Rich, I want to thank you so much for joining us today with all the positive feedback that you've given us as well. It's awesome. Thanks for having me, Vaughn. You're the best. Ah, thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. You've just tuned into an episode of Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their knowledge. This has been a production of Vonti Pictures, hosted by me, Vonti McRae, a screenwriter and producer. We'd also like to thank Bad Rabbit Pictures for the animated content and creator of upcoming podcast, Age of Prophecy along with our sponsor, RedHawk.UK, with all episodes being edited by Jacob Daly, director, producer, and a man of many talents. Come back next week as this saga continues for the Conversations with Filmmakers podcast.